Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast, your association's no-fluff playbook to navigating and thriving in Industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. Each week, we bring expert insights to help you and your association stay ahead of the curve. Hello, my name is Sherry Budziak, and I'm the host of the Association 4.0 podcast. I am the co-founder of .org Community and founder of and CEO of .org Source, a consultancy to associations. Um, today, my guest is Jay Daltrey, and Jay um, has his master's degree in educational administration and is chief communication officer and owner of C-Cubed. He launched the company in 2017. Over the past 20 years, Jay has built a reputation through his expertise in account management, business development, marketing, and communications. He has partnered with companies like Dell, ISG Solutions, Personify, Results Direct, and Wells Fargo. C-Cube supports clients in the areas of marketing, communications, and business development. The company often supports organizations that are seeking to augment staff resources in new developmental areas, such as test cases and pilot projects. Having worked with a variety of clients, Jay has a unique viewpoint on associations and their activities. But today, he's going to share that perspective with us, as well as his thoughts on the future of marketing. So welcome, Jay. I'm totally excited to have this conversation today. Thank you. I'm very excited to be a part of it. So um, tell us a little bit more about C-Cubed and your professional journey. Sure. So um, my first career was as a teacher. Um, I believe you mentioned I have a master's degree in educational administration, and uh, I was in that field for about eight years. Uh, went, I left that and then went into the business world. Um, I've been working with associations primarily since 2002. And um, you mentioned some of the companies that I've worked with. Um, so on that association side, I've worked with Personify, ISG Solutions and Results Direct. And then I launched C-Cubed in 2017. And um, you alluded to this in the intro, but basically I work directly with associations. I work with consultants and I work with technology companies in the space. And uh, it's not the greatest business model in the sense that that's not what a business school is going to recommend that you do. But I found that it keeps my perspective fresh on all sides, right? In other words, I understand what associations are doing because I'm talking to them frequently. I understand what technology companies are doing because I'm working with them as well. And um, I think it winds up helping everybody, frankly, because I can essentially translate or I can I can speak the language on both sides. So, um, like I said, since 2017, and uh, it's it's going very well now. That's great. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, Jay, what do you see as the current state of association marketing initiatives and maybe what should professionals view as challenges? Um, and I guess the other question is, like, what are their opportunities for growth? So I'm going to put a lot there out there for you to, to kind of start this conversation. Sure. So um, I don't know if this will answer the question quite the way you're asking it, but we can we can talk about it more if you'd like. But one of the things I find myself thinking a lot about and, and talking about and writing about is this idea of missions, missions for associations. And if you go back to when most associations were formed, whether it was 40 years ago or 75 years ago or 110 years ago, it generally revolved around, you know, 
10 or 12 people in a room who said, we need to do something for our industry, right? And it was birthed out of this idea of a mission. Um, I, I think a lot of associations, frankly, have gotten away from that. Um, and now it's just the machinery, if you will, of an association. It's we, we have a conference, we have webinars, we have memberships, we have publications, and it's all the things that feed and, and move that along. But I don't think the mission is coming through as quickly or as clearly as it should. Um, and that's kind of that's where my mind goes on it. I, again, any follow up questions you have on that? I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I totally I totally agree. Um, there has been that kind of shift. I also see that from a customer service perspective, too. Like everything is kind of very transactional today. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's a really good point. I think also, Jay, we're kind of in this, you know, you and I have kind of seen all these different transitions with technology and things um, over the years, uh, you know, with the internet and um, pandemic and all these major transitions that associations have had to deal with. But um, obviously the new, you know, topic of the day is AI. And so I kind of want to get your thoughts on how you see AI capabilities like ChatGPT and Baird, Bard, Baird, Bard, um, changing the way that uh, marketing and communications departments operate. I want to get your thoughts on that. I've been thinking a lot about that and kind sure. of what that impact's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think we have yet to see what that's going to be, right? I mean, but I, I was doing some research recently for a paper and I'm not going to remember the exact stats, but you'll get the idea. Um, they talked about from the first time someone got uh, a mobile phone to when there were 100 million people with mobile phones was 16 years, right? Mm -hmm. From the first account with Instagram to where there were 100 million Instagram users was, I believe, two and a half years. And with ChatGPT, from the first user to 100 million users, two months, right? So we've never seen anything like this. Um, I think people are getting smarter about how to use those kinds of tools in just a matter of, for most of us, probably four to six to eight months, right? Not a long time. People are getting smarter about it. The tools are getting smarter. And um, I, I think what's gonna be amazing is when we look back, say two or three years from now, and we're going to say, can you believe we used to do things this way, right? It's going to it's going to be so natural for us to interact with AI and to get concepts and to get pieces from it and to get direction. Um, it's going to be hard to imagine the way it was before AI, and it's going to it's going to be hard to imagine the way it was in the formative stages of AI. Um, and so again, I think it's just it's a tremendous opportunity for us to to do a lot of things, particularly along the lines of content. Yeah, um, and to kind of follow up on that, I guess, what are your suggestions on how associations can use technology to improve member communications and engagement? And, you know, we've all kind of gone to this remote world. And I think that as you kind of start this conversation takes away from, you know, what our core purpose is of getting like-minded people together. Um, so I don't know, I just kind of want your perspective on how you think um, we can improve that member communications and engagement. Yeah, there's there's so much there. Yeah, and to go back to what you just alluded to, 
you know, most associations, if you ask their members, why are you a member of this association? The top two answers, it doesn't matter about the industry. It doesn't matter about the geography. It's always networking and education, right? And so I think associations have to get better about understanding what that means for their members and how they leverage technology to either foster networking and connections or to foster better um, educational content. And that that content can be in the in the conference realm. It could be in the webinars or seminars or discussion groups, right? But how do they leverage that? And I'm also convinced that most associations have a lot of data on all of this, but they're not either using it effectively or they don't know how to leverage it or they just go more with their, their gut feelings on things and they're not, they're not tapping into that. Um, but again, going back to AI in general, I think we're gonna get better about knowing how to prompt AI and how to provide it with details so that it's creating rich content experiences. Yeah, I agree. And on the data side, also, I think that that analysis of the data, right? Like I was talking to a customer yesterday and she was talking about, yeah, we're, we're looking for one data person who can um, pull the data, understand the data, and then write about the data. And that's really hard to find in one, one person, right? Absolutely. So I think that the opportunity, though, is potentially having AI to kind of help interpret that data, right, um, for us. And I don't know, even kind of come up with kind of brain, uh, almost help us like brainstorm ideas too. Like that's how I've, I've used them. Like, well, what I'm thinking this, what is whatever. And it's not always kind of come back with exactly what we're looking for, but it just kind of, I think, helps us innovate a little bit more, I guess. Exactly. And, and I will add this, my limited experience with AI is, yes, it's not creating what you want it to create, but it does give ideas. It does give a framework sometimes. It does give some direction. Um, but yeah, people who think they're just going to put in some prompts and it's going to generate exactly what they want, probably not. In fact, I was just reading over one of my clients uh, today. They're putting together a script for a video and they gave a prompt into AI. It came back with this. And I found five or six things that I had questions about or I thought could be worded better. Generally, I thought it was a great concept that was there, but it doesn't mean there doesn't need to be tweaking, right? Yeah. A funny story. That Now, this was months ago. My daughter graduated um, last May, so it's been a few months. Uh, one of her last assignments, um, this the students started using ChatGPT and it was coming back with the same results and the students put in the same, basically submitted the same paper. <laughs> and the professor was like, that's nice. But since, you know, you're seniors, I'm gonna let you try this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I do think a lot of it has to do with prompts, right? Because it's, it's, um, it's only be, going to be as creative as what you're providing it with, right? And I look at it like, remember back when Google first came out and people were like, this is amazing. I'm going to do a search on cats, right? Like yeah. one word searches. And then, you know, then you could go to like what big cats live in Tanzania, right? Like it's like, you got really specific about it. And, and now we just ask it like it's regular question. We might leave out certain like transitional words, but but I think that's the way it's going to get with with all of this AI is that 
we're just going to understand better how to use it and how to get whatever whatever we need out of it. And another illustration I'll give you to share because the way I've sort of reconciled it in my mind is you look at like an interior designer, right? Well, they're not making curtains, you know, fabricating carpet. They're not uh, building furniture. I mean, sometimes they might do some of those things, but generally it's their design style that's putting the whole thing together, whether it's a kitchen or a living room. And I think that's got to be about the way it's going to be with AI, right? It's like, it's not that you're creating everything, but you're knowing where to plug it in and how it's going to work cohesively with everything else that you're doing. Yeah. So how do you see marketing departments interacting with operations kind of changing in the future? And what's some things that I guess also maybe is there going to be new departments that we should be kind of thinking about? Yeah, interesting. Um, I think it kind of goes back to what we just said, right? Marketing has these goals um, and maybe another department has all the data, right? I, I just think that you've probably heard this complaint as much or more than I have in terms of what associations talk about with internal problems, right? And it's almost always that they're siloed, right? Like memberships doing one thing and conferences and events doing another thing and IT's doing their, they're just not gonna be able to do that going forward. Or those are the kinds of organizations that are gonna get left behind. They're gonna get replaced by some other entity that comes forward that might not call themselves an association, but they're providing the value that people in that industry or that profession need. So they've gotta be able to work better together with all other departments, particularly in, in what we're talking about now, technology departments. Um, and I, I'm not really sure what else is gonna come along or what else is gonna you know, develop in terms of departments, but it could be something along the lines of just how to employ AI, right? So, so the, the idea too is that the way we're using AI today is not gonna be the same as two or three years from now. So for your daughter who went through that exercise right at the end of her college career, that's gonna be outdated in a year or two, right? It, it's right. something totally different. And so I think more than ever, we said this for a long time, but you can't get locked into, I've learned a profession, now I'm just gonna go do it for 40 years, right? There's yeah. gotta be this overall continuous learning that's happening. And I think even more so with a younger generation that is not gonna stay in most jobs for more than a year or two, right? They're changing positions, sometimes they're changing organizations and sometimes they're changing out of an industry, right? So they've always gotta be learning. And it's it's more about the learning process than it is what you actually learned. Mm -hmm. So Jay, I'm curious to what your kind of maybe top three predictions for future trends in association marketing is. So I'm not sure these are trends as much as sort of a wish list. As I've thought about this kind of question, um, where do I think things are going or what do I think organizations need to be aware of? One is this idea that, you know, if you and I sign up for a newsletter, there's already a sense that that newsletter could be different for you than it is for me based on preferences, right? Yeah. But I think content is going to get to the place where it knows you well enough that it actually changes its examples, its illustrations to speak in a language that you understand. I think that's the way it could go. When you look at, if I had said that a year ago, I don't think I would have said it a year ago because I wouldn't have thought about it. But if you had said that a year ago, most people wouldn't have gotten it. 
But now I think people understand the power of AI and what's happening. I think that's one thing we could see happening is, you know, full paragraph gets replaced for Sherry compared to Jay, because there's something different about the way you're going to relate to that content, right? And then similarly, one of the things I've thought about is, again, if you go back to what most associations are focused on and the communications they send out, it's, it's a lot about renew your membership, renew your membership, or sign up for our conference, you know, sign up for our webinar, right? It's, it's all this promotional content. We've got to get better up providing value in that content. But, but here's an example. I was just talking with somebody that you and I both know, and I was talking about a conference that's in six months. And this contact said, I'm on vacation that week, right? I know that. I understand that. I respect that. I'm not going to keep reaching out to them about this conference, right? But our systems don't do that. They, right. they continue to pound people with announcements, right? And I would love to see it where it gets to the place where I get an email. And again, I'm not going to do this with every email. I'm not doing this with Jersey Mike's or Macy's <laughs> or whatever I get an email from. But if it's an organization that I'm tied to and I get an email, if I could just respond with vacation or conflict or whatever, and then you know Jay's engaged with us, he's interested, but he's not going to be available at that time. I think that builds trust and that builds relationship. And I think that's what we need systems to do is to, to get better at that. The other thing I'm going to say is I think search is going to get better and search is going to get better to the point where it's going to point you directly to the resources. And, and that's where you've got to have better content. You've got to have better content that's tying things together for your industry or profession. And that search is going to find it. It's going to serve it up rather than, you know, just who paid the most money for that spot or yeah. who to generate a lot of content about that. It's going to know me and it's going to know my career traje trajectory. It's going to know my interests and it's going to direct me to, to the right resources for what I need at that moment. But associations have to have built all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, and those things will be nice because I know I kind of track uh, it's, I mentioned we have the membership organization.org community and I'll track that in my head. Like, oh, Jay can't make it or so-and-so's taking their kid back to college or da-da-da-da-da. But I'm not putting that necessarily in the database, right? Because yeah. that's an extra task for me to do. Yeah. So it's just kind of in my brain. And then I'll tell the team like, okay, don't follow up with them anymore because they said they can't go. It's not the it's not the best way of operating a business, but it's just what we do, right? It's, it's where we are with it now, right? Yeah. And, and if, even if you go beyond that and you say, okay, um, Jay takes a vacation with his family the last week of June every year, right? Like Jay's not going to be a part of whatever we do then, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter what discount you give. It doesn't matter how you incentivize me with great contacts or, or a, a keynote speaker. I'm not doing it, right? So it's right. Kind of like you, you got to understand that and then engage people where they are, right? Where like, they are, you know, yeah. That I might be there in October. I might be there in March, but certain times it's not, it's just not going to work. And I think we, we need to do a better job of understanding that. Yeah. So how do you, I guess the, my last question for you of the day is how do you see the role of associations and society changing over the next, I don't know, decade? So I'm going to make you a futurist today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's really where it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I think associations have to get back to their core missions, right? I think we've been distracted 
by a lot of things, and I've presented on this before, but um, whether it's social ills or the pandemic or whatever it was, it took our eyes off the ball of what we're trying to do in our industries, right? And I think we've got to be the best. If we're in an accounting association or an engineering association, we've got to be the best at that and forget about all the other things that come along with that. Um, and you've got to get people where, where they think of a given word, right? And they're thinking about your association. You can't be everything to everybody. You've got you've to go back and present this is our value add and make it in about three points and let that stand and let everything else go to somebody else. That's great. That's great, Jay. Well, anything, uh, you know, I appreciate all the advice. Um, it was a great conversation. And I think our listeners today and hope that they enjoyed this episode of um, our conversation. And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Sure. So uh, you can email me at jay at cqbd.org. The website is cqbd.org or call or text me 703-430-6411. Well, thanks so much, Jay. I really appreciate it. It was fun chatting with you today and um, I hope to see you soon. Thanks, Sherry. So appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. .org Source specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing. Please contact us at info at orgsource.com or visit www.orgsource.com to find out how to keep your organization on track to Association 4.0.